Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO, free impartial advice on all your debt. Got nothing to say, man. That's all. I ain't got nothing to say. Man's out here quitting. Shit. Man's out here quitting in mid, in mid fight. Shit. Man's out here quitting mid fight. Saying they wanna fight me and they wanna knock me out. Wanted me. No quit. Straight warrior. If I'm losing, I'm getting knocked out. Straight warrior. Straight warrior. And these cowards are in the mint. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO, free impartial advice on all your debt. David, we were out there actually in the United States and Joe was in the background to a degree, what, uh, 14, 15 months ago. It's all different now, isn't it, yep. when we really get going again? It is, yeah. He, he, he came from the, a solid amateur background and he's moved now into the pros. You know, he's bounced from uh, uh, training camp to different coaches here and there, so he's never been settled in any one place. Finally, he's in a place now where he can really springboard and take a, take a advantage of the, the heavyweight scene at the moment. Working the WBO ranking, you know, after you know, this fight, yeah. Is, is puts him right in contention for you know, Anthony Joshua's WBO, and if he relinquishes it, a fight in the Alexander Usyk. Joe had the correct fights to get him ready for a mm. fight like this. Stavern, Jennings, Ustinov. Yeah. These are these are good opponents, and he came through them, and he was ready for a Daniel Dubois. And I just don't think Daniel. Uh, I got it wrong. I, I thought Dubois was going to win the fight. Um, I picked him to knock Joe out. Got it completely wrong. Hold my hands up, but it just shows that Daniel wasn't ready for that fight yet. And I think. The options are just immense for him now, right? Yeah, the, I think there's one option, and that's going after that WBO title. He's worked so hard to, to get into the position he is, European, Commonwealth, British champion. You know, this is his chance to take that world title shot. This, you know, even if, he, if, if he's got to fight Usyk, I think off the, that performance, you know, him against Usyk, that's a, that's a tough fight for, for both fighters. Carl, you're splitting your time between the United States and over here. He's on the map over there now, isn't he? Big Joe? Yes. Uh, uh, certainly. And, um... I think it was a, a great win for him, and it's. I, I think the sky's the limit for him now. And maybe, you know, Usyk potentially, if, if AJ vacates. We could be talking about Joe Joyce and Fury or AJ yeah. in, a, in a short short time. So the There's no the putting the brakes on him at 35. No, he can't, and, and, he, and fair play to him. He's went about it the right way. He's picked the correct opponent to get him ready, and he's ready for the big boys now. And. What kind of a threat will he be to a Tyson Fury, a Joshua and Usyk, the men who are, well, until tonight, above him that he'd been looking up to? I think that he gives Usyk a fight, certainly, just because of his sheer size and his, and his work rate and his fitness. We've seen Derek Chisora give Usyk problems. Um, I think I don't think he's good enough yet for Fury, and I still I don't think he's good enough yet for AJ. But, you know, how many fights has he had? 10, 12, something like that? That's 12 tonight now. 12 fights, yeah. so... There's it's amazing, still, isn't it? Yeah, we talk about there's plenty of time. I don't think there is plenty of time because of his age, but a couple more fights, then he could be ready for them, boys. World champions is a draw. 
Mr. Tyson, what do you think of that? Okay, I, I, I'm good with that. You think you won the fight? Yeah, but I'm good with a draw. Why? Because I entertained the crowd. The crowd was happy with it. We'll be back to you in a second. You happy with this draw? Hell no. I ain't never satisfied with a draw. I wear draws. I don't do draws. <laughs> I like it. But the dude is so strong, man. And I understand why they say some things are bucket list. Because when he hits you, if it's his head, his punches, his body shots, don't matter. Everything hurts. So for me, I thought I did enough boxing on the outside to edge it out. But, you know, I'm cool with a draw. I mean, we just might have to try to do it again. But I don't know. <laughs> you looked exhausted for a little while. Did the body shots take a toll? The body shots definitely took a toll. The body shots are what make you exhausted. Any good fighter knows that. And I knew it, too. I thought I had a six-pack that was all right, but I guess I'm going to have to give me a 12-pack because the six ain't getting it. You took it. It came back like nothing. You took it. You took it. I knew I hit you with a good shot. You took it. You took it. I respect, hey, I respect that. I respect that. Mike, at age 54, you haven't been in the ring for 15 years. How would you assess your performance, your stamina, and overall how you perform? Well, I'm used to doing it for three minutes. And um, sometimes that two minutes felt like three minutes. <laughs> and um, I'm just happy I got this under my belt and I'm continuing to go further and do more. You'll do this again? Absolutely. He's going to be on the card as well. Well, let me, let me ask you about your performance. What, what was it like for you to be in the ring as compared to what it was when you left as a professional? I was very happy to be here. And, um, despite, your performance-wise? Yeah, despite what anybody said. But despite what anybody said, I was so happy to go to eight rounds. But everybody knows I can knock somebody out. But everybody don't know I can go to eight rounds and ten rounds. And that's what I'm more grateful for now than anything. And no knockers. Knockers don't mean nothing. You got to be able to go the distance. That's fighting. Everybody has a plan until they get hit. Yes. You got hit. And, and how went, did it affect you? I went to plan B. I hit him back. <laughs> uh, Roy, uh, you want to continue this now at age 51, or, or, or did you get dissatisfied at this point? Man, it's hard to say. My Pensacola fans love me. Now we got to do this again. Everybody loves Mike. Um, I love Mike, too. But, uh, you know, it's something to take them punches in there from Mike. So, you know, I go talk to my family, see how they feel about it. If they thought they enjoyed what they saw, then if we want to do it again, we'll come back and do it again. But, uh, you know, me, like I said, Pensacola in the house. I want to thank everybody helping me out. Big Al, Tom, Wap, um, Russ, everybody on my team, Jim Foster. I mean, so many people, everybody in Pensacola, Pensacola in the house still. Thank y'all for tuning in. Thank the whole world for tuning in, especially my, Rus my Russian citizens, my Russian people. Um, I want to say thank to everybody who gave us the homage, sent us out the right way. And if everything goes well, like I said, and the family's cool with it, then... A lot of people were afraid, Roy, you might get hurt tonight. Were you really afraid in the back of your head that something could happen that, that might have put you in peril? I was afraid I might get hurt. I, was, I, I didn't fight in 20 years. He only f stopped fighting for three years. I'm afraid I might get Why nobody care about my ass? Well, that's fight, typical, right? He's fighting 15 years. He stopped fighting three years ago, and anybody worrying about his ass. No, nobody thinks that a giant is going to fall. I haven't did this in 15, 16 years. I'm not a giant. I'm a beginner. Did he ever hurt you tonight? Well, listen, he, he surprised me with the hook. He hit me with a hook, a good oh, hook. Hurt. Yes, it did hurt. And back to the question, yeah. were you afraid of being in peril? Man, once I go in there, it's all, it's all, all balls to the wall, bro. I mean, I, I feel the shots, and I know they're going to hurt, and I know he could take me out if it's possible if he came with the wrong one. But for me, man, I'm game. I go to the end. When I put these on, it's a wrap. Take me on the stretch. You know? Final thought, final thought. 
Would you do this in a non-exhibition circumstance if you could get a license? No, I'm just going to do this. This is bigger than fighting for you know winning the championship. We're, we're humanitarians. We're helping people. That's bigger. That's I'm into that now. And I like to thank Magic Mike, Jet, Ron, all my sparring partners for kicking my ass to get me in shape. I love you guys. Can't wait to get back in the, the gym with you. Mike, thank you. Enjoyed it. Thank you very much. All thank right. you, bro. It's Roy. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, I want to thank all my spawn partners as well, everybody that contributed. My my, my contribution to Kobe Bryant. In his building. Yes, sir. So I had to give a tribute to, to uh, Kobe because he was my latest, greatest. Michael Jordan always be my number one favorite. But Kobe and Iverson right there next, second and third. So And LeBron, too. Everybody's good. So I just enjoy sports, man. I just thank God I was able to come out here and do what I did. And like I said, once again, Pensacola in the house. If Pensacola tell me to go back in there again, guess what? I'm back in there again. Thank you, Roy. Appreciate it. All right, and thanks to the Staples Center. Uh, now, if I'm not mistaken, we're going to look at this. This is proper. We are crossing over. Um, I'm still going to refer to him as the undisputed heavyweight champion of the world because nobody's uh, done that since. Lennox, I'm giving you the proper title there. Mr. Lewis, how Thank are you? I'm good. That's a proper title too. Absolutely, my friend. Listen, it's great to see you. Talk to me about this one tonight because obviously one of your old adversaries against one of uh, the pound-for-pound legends of the sport in Roy Jones Jr. When you heard that these two were tangling, what were your initial thoughts? I thought, what is Roy Jones doing up in the heavyweight uh, class? He's not a heavyweight. Uh, I thought that, uh, you know, it, it, it was going to be a good matchup because you have two old pros that uh, in their time were, were great and... Uh, you know, they're still great right now. And, uh, you know, they feel like going out there to do a little work. That's that's good. Let's see how it works out. You know, a lot of people thinking this is a real fight where, you know, somebody's going to get knocked out. But I heard they're not allowed to throw any punches. <laughs> <laughs> Lennox, we've all seen uh, your recent released documentary. It's absolutely fantastic. But one of the interesting narratives in that documentary is how uh, you and Mike actually became quite close early on in your career as, uh, as young guys. Yeah, in the in the uh, amateurs, uh, you know, I went to the world world championships in Santo Domingo, Dominican Republic, in 1983, and uh, the American team said that you know I wasn't the best. You know, there's a guy in America who doesn't like taking planes. He lives up in the Catskills. His manager doesn't like taking planes, but he's the best. So me and my trainer at that time elected to go up there and see who this guy was, and it was Mike Tyson. So when I was up there, you know, he was a nice guy, young kid. You know, he had such a history on, on boxing. Um, you know, he took me up into his room, showed me some old fights. We spoke about them. And that's where we met for the first time. Richie, you obviously uh, have that Olympic pedigree yourself. Shared the, uh, the ring with Roy Jones. Yes, I mean, you know, the same Olympics as Lennox. And, and, and Len, I'm just thinking about this. If this is a success tonight in that they give a good display of themselves, uh, would you ever consider yourself coming back? Sure. I mean, uh, it's, it, 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 it seems like a lot of fun. You have to look at Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson's been doing a lot of different things. He's been doing wrestling. He's been doing acting. He's had his own one-man band show. So he knows how to entertain people. He knows how, what to do to, in these types of situations. Excellent. Lennox, from, from, we've just been, I've just been having a conversation with Richie about the fire going out. Obviously, you clocked the game, as I mentioned right at the start of this conversation, becoming the undisputed heavyweight champion and, uh, and what you achieved in the amateur game as well. But has there ever been moments over the last 10, 15 years or so where you've thought, I fancy another dance? Hey, let me tell you, you know, when I was commentating for HBO, 
uh, I thought they had me commentating to kind of, you know, make me, you know, put me right next to the action. So maybe I might feel like coming back and obviously I'll come back and box for HBO or whatever. Uh, but I just never caught it. It just never was a thing. I looked at the history of why boxers come back and most boxers come back because they have nothing else to do. And people keep on coming up to them and saying, hey, come on, when's your next fight? You should fight again. You know, I know you can do better next time, but it doesn't do better for them. It actually makes them look bad. So I always elected to stay away from that. But, you know, if it's right, I may come back. I mean, there's been talk of Riddick Bo wants to fight me still. So I might, I, there's still some unfinished business there. Uh, apart from crazy press conferences from when you and uh, Mike met back in uh, the 1990s, what's it like preparing for a fight against Mike Tyson? Um, for me, you know, uh, it's, you should ask him what's it like preparing for a fight <laughs> against me because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm no uh, kettle of fish. I'm not that easy. And uh, he, he doesn't really like boxing big guys anyway. So that was always his thing when, he, in, when it came to heavyweight boxing. Didn't like the big guys. And Lennox, what about Roy Jones? What's he got to do then to keep Mike Tyson at bay? Run. Run as fast as Let me tell you, Roy Jones is quick. Nobody's going to catch him. I, don't, I think Tyson will find it difficult to catch him. Uh, because Roy's not going to be around for the fight. Like I said, what are you doing up in heavyweights? Yeah. Are you impressed with the way they look at the, for their age, 54 and 51, and they're looking in good condition in the, in the gym? Yeah, yeah, they, they look in good shape. Uh, you, know, uh, you know, they look like old men, but in the ring, let's see if they still look like old men, if they can bring a little of what we've seen and know of them. Lennox, thank you so much uh, for giving us a little bit of, a, of your time pre-fight. I know we're going to be speaking to you after the fight as well. It'd be great to get your thoughts of how this all goes down. Have a wonderful evening, mate. Take care. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt. This is Umar Ahmed for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. We have just wrapped up here at the church house. Sam Jones, your reaction to your man's 10th round stoppage of Dubois? It's just an incredible night. Um, Joe out-jabbed the jabber, um, which is what the game plan was. And Joe executed it perfectly. He stayed calm. I think one of the judges had Joe miles down on the cards. I think Eight rounds for Dubois. It was, that's, that's a disgrace. And whoever is shouldn't be judging in a boxing match because Joe was winning that fight. Just Joe won the fight on his left hand. Do you know who actually said this? Actually predicted this would happen? True story. Billy Nelson. I'm Your say, mate. I'm, my mate, Billy Nelson, said to me before the fight. And I, and I kind of... We kind of planned... Because we knew Joe would beat him to the jab. We knew that. Because Joe's got a much... More, he throws it with much more variety. Joe is like a, a big thudding backhand. Joe respects the power. Billy Nelson said Joe will win the fight with his, with his lead hand, and he did. Sam, just talk me through the fight. And whilst you do, Joe's interview just rendered. I'm going to bang that up. It'll be two seconds. Talk, talk me through the fight. Talk me through the fight. It, it came out. It was like a tentative start from the both of them. They're both kind of feeling each other out. And um, as I say, Joe beat him to the jab. And a Joe bust his eye, I think, quite early. Which, which was always going to happen because Joe was so accurate with the, with the, with the punch. And 
look, it's a sweet night for all of us. I think Frank's mentioned a, a rematch. I mentioned to you a rematch, which uh, I think when Frank watches it back, he'll know that's a bit ridiculous um, because that's not going to happen. You don't rematch someone. Because I think, I think, as I mean, the bar's 23 years old. He's going to be a champion. He'll come back. But he, he, he quit there with Joe. And... Um, and that's and I think it was plain for everyone to see that he he, he quit and uh, there's no shame in that he, he went uh, he's a warrior he went he went um, he went uh, I thought, what round was it I don't even know what round it was it was a tenth round and he and he did well because you could see how much he was gassing in the fight Joe did Joe did absolutely amazing and um, listen Usyk for the world title was that Joe's best. Uh career performance in, in the programme? Of course it was, yes, but Joe's beaten, I've told you this before, Joe's beaten better people in, on the amateur scene. This is not new to him. Do you know what I mean? You, you, this, is, this, isn't, this isn't new to, to him. Debar's got ages, he can rebuild. Debar's a champion. He's a, he's a great fighter and fair play to him for taking this fight at such an early age. Because we thought he was, when we got offered this fight, we thought they were absolutely crazy and, well, proven to be, to be pretty right. How did you have it at the stoppage? I had Joe clear lead. I wasn't, uh, to be honest with you, I wasn't, I, I don't even, was you guys scoring it as it was going on? Because uh, Steve was steering it, but like, I gave the ball two rounds, tops. What happens next then for Joe? Uh, obviously a nice break. Uh, you, we all believe, listen, hopefully Joshua comes through Pulev, vacates that WBO, him and Fury get it on, and then it's Usyk Joyce. Yeah, listen, Joe wants big fights, and you saw, it's the first time, I said to Joe in the chain, I said to Joe in, uh, in, his, in his hotel room first before he we went out to the fight, and whenever I ask him, he's always like, yeah, it's kind of like just going through the motions. But I asked him, and Joe just goes, I'm going to knock him out. He looked at me and said he was going to knock him out, and he, he stopped him, didn't he? An absolute nightmare week for you, obviously, Ishmael Salas testing positive. Um, I, I know, but still, all that going on to Joe. What did I tell you about Steve Broughton before the fight? I told you yesterday, didn't I? I told you. World. I said, I said, I said, I said, um, with Steve, I said, I said about Steve, we weren't, we were, we were upset, but Steve's done the whole camp. Steve's done the whole camp, and this guy here is a world-class trainer. His own mic. You've got just because he doesn't—he doesn't say much. He's not very brash. I mean, he, he came to the, the damn press conference with a dressing gown on, or, or some slippers, or whatever it was. He doesn't look like he's—he's—he's but he is. He's a very serious guy, and he's—he's he's a world-class trainer. And he's—I think he's proved that himself in, himself tonight. He's proved himself on the world level. This night again is not about me. It's about Joe Joyce, and he's—he's going to be a world heavyweight champion. And as I say, elite trainer. Thoughts, Steve. On what he just said? Yeah. <laughs> uh, look, I, Where's those look, jelly babies? Uh, I think they're finished now. What? Um, look, uh, it, it, it's a team effort at the end of the day, and uh, I, I was the one there in the corner on the night, and Everybody wants the I'm just over the moon, obviously. It's the biggest night in my professional career. Joe did exactly what I asked him to do in the corner. He listened, he went out, he executed, and that was the result. And look, we were always confident hey, it was going to be that way. And I just want to say thank you as well to... A guy who literally needs no introduction, Jimmy Tibbs over there. Jimmy, can I just borrow you a second? Can I borrow you two seconds? Like, I'm so grateful to have somebody with Jimmy's experience because, as I say, he, he's forgot more about boxing in an hour than, I've, than I know. And to have his influence on this fight was literally game-changing for us. Compliment Steve perfectly. And, as I say, what a legend to have. And we really appreciate you, Jimmy. Thank you so much. I could, like, get a bit teary about that. But, like, yeah, thank you. Jimmy, just a quick word on Joe's win tonight. Great, good, fantastic performance by him. The jab held everything that the, the guy shot at him and uh, was just too tough and smart. Congrats on the win. He boxed the orders, Steve's orders, yep. and uh, that's what won him the fight. Well done, Jimmy. Thanks, Jimmy.
Sam, uh, I think you might have said it at the start, but you believe uh, Daniel quit in there tonight? It's hard to say. It's hard to say like that. Oh, I could fight a, a big man like that's just gone ten rounds in a, in, a, in a great fight, quit. But I, I believe that. I think it was a jab that made him go down. But I think his eye was obviously troubling him. But yeah, I think he he he, he did. I don't I usually like saying that word because again, I'm just a fat guy, aren't I, from Derby? Like saying that a, a champion like that, a young champion like that, is who will come back. Daniel Dubois will come back. As, as I said to you before, yesterday I told you he'll probably go on to have a a bigger career than Joe because he's got plenty of time Joe's 35 years old I don't want it. Joe's mum will kill me if Joe's boxing till he's 40 years old Joe Joyce has got a few years left in the sport but as I say get behind him because it's going to be fun while it lasts well, look at James Degas and George Groves what they both went on to do after James suffered that loss so as you said Daniel will be back but it's, it's not it's not bad if you said he quit. If that's what you saw, that's what you saw. Do you believe yeah, he quit? Yeah, but it's hard for me to say to say something like, a, a, as I say, a young champion quit. But but he he did, he did, he he, he quit. That's Adam Morley. <laughs> a one Adam Morley in the background. That's one Adam Morley of um, ch 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 Chis Chislehurst. <laughs> Listen. Uh, it's a private uh, to, to, to hold of uh, Team Joyce, S-Jam, well done tonight, big 2021, the juggernaut. I just say one last thing, everybody, as I say, we've took so much stick, I've took loads of stick, but Joe takes such a hammering, it, 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 it says to me, oh, slow Joe, well, listen to me, the slow man got the job done tonight in a serious way, get behind him, because this is, this is, this is a world heavyweight champion in the making, tough, tough as old boots. And he's, he's, as I say, he showed tonight, that jab tonight, unbelievable. He won the fight with his lead hand. And I just want people to give, say whatever you like about me, I couldn't give two long ones. Give Joe Joyce the, correct, the credit he, he damn well deserves. Sam, thank you very much for talking to IFL TV, as thank always. You, Cheers, mate. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO, free impartial advice on all your debt. This is Rob Tebbett for Boxing Social in association with Betfred. Delighted, as always, to be joined by the now-retired white rhino, Dave Allen. It's the morning after the night before. Dave, Daniel Dubois versus Joe Joyce uh, promised a lot, a lot of hype going into it, and I feel like it delivered. What did you make to the fight? Yeah, I thought it was a brilliant fight, to be honest. You know, um, every fight, that's like a big fight. It doesn't matter if it's an exciting fight or if it's a boring fight. When you're watching a great fight live, it's always exciting because you just know it's, it's only one punch in boxing, one punch away. Even uh, maybe the Pacquiao, when you watch like on the edge of your seat, because you're just thinking, oh no, Pacquiao might land the left hand. When McGregor boxed Mayweather, I didn't think that, but um, but in that fight I did. But uh, the fight was the fight was brilliant, you know. To uh, to to I, I think they're both exceptional heavyweights, you know. Joe was much improved last night, but you know I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people just either didn't know or ignored his, his amateur pedigree, you know, WSB, the Olympic medal, you know, uh, meddling at every major tournament you can. Been, he's been around the game a long time. And uh, and, and Daniel, Daniel Dan, you know, the last, you know, as Frampton, he said the last five seconds kind of, 
you know, it's, it's gonna it's gonna put uh, doubts in everyone's mind. But more importantly, put doubts in Daniel's mind. You know, but apart from that, I thought Daniel was great as well. You know, for what twenty three, fighting a thirty four year old, you know, who I believe is genuine world class, and there wasn't much in it to be honest. You know, I thought I thought Joe might have been around to a head, but there wasn't much in it at all. Now, before we come and talk about the end of the fight, let's talk about the start of the fight. Joe Joyce did as a promised, as everybody expected him, really came out in the first round, showed intent, took the middle of the round, and the jab was really effective yeah. for Joe Joyce. Well, if you would have asked me who was going to win the first round, you know, I'd, have, I'd have bet anything you want. Daniel Dubois was winning that first round. You know, Joe's a notorious slow starter. We say that, but how can he be a notorious slow starter when he's winning... Uh, medals in the Olympics over three rounds. You can't be that slow in the first couple of rounds, surely. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I sparred Joe hundreds and hundreds of rounds, near, nearing, the, nearing the thousand mark in there. His jab looks. I used to watch him there and think. I remember the first time I sparred him because I watched him. I thought this this fellow's horrific. I got in there with him. You know the physical strength. You know his heavy hands, but all the rest of it. But his jab, he just kind of drops it on your face. He's really weird. Like he throws it. Like he doesn't turn his knuckle over, he, he he throws it weirdly, but it just lands all the time. You know he's got a great jab in there. I thought uh, the key to the fight was who who would win the battle of the jabs. You know, and Dubois for me, I thought Dubois was one of the best jabs in in heavyweight boxing. But uh, Joe proved, you know, it's not all about the eye test because once you're in there, it's a different kettle of fish. And like you like you said to me earlier, he looked fucking massive, Joe Joyce. Because Dubois is a huge man, and Joe, Joe, it looked like, um, you know, like a middleweight in there with like heavyweight. That, that, that looked the size difference. It was crazy. Now, obviously, Joe Joyce got his jab off and, and enjoyed uh, a great deal of success early in the fight, but it wasn't without success for Daniel Dubois. We know about how much of a big puncher he is. We were told about Joe Joyce. We know Joe Joyce's chin going into the fight, but he took some absolute bombs from Daniel Dubois. What I would say is, from my little experience I've got sparring with Daniel, his jabs are exceptional. He's not a massive puncher with the right hand or the left up, but his jab is phenomenal. And um, I think the fight was won when, when Joe took the jab away from him. You know, that was it. The the, the job was, I wouldn't say all done, because he obviously can still punch, but uh, when when Joe won the battle of the jabs, it was uh, it was a, it was downhill from there for Daniel, I thought. But, um, you know, he did have success. Rounds two, three and four, it looked like Daniel was coming on, but you always knew Joe was going was gonna to finish strong. And, I thought Daniel put a hell of a lot into round into round two and uh, I think round six, put loads into it, you know, and um, you know Joe Joe's probably the toughest man in in British boxing at the minute. So uh, I think I don't want to say they got the game plan wrong because I don't I don't want to slate anybody and, and you know talk about stuff like that. But, but but for me, you know, you don't beat Joe Joyce by 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 doing what Daniel did last night. You know, I thought. Uh, I think if the box again in 12 months' time with a different kind of game plan, I think you'd see a different result. Let's talk about the end of the fight. Obviously, it's it's probably the big talking point from the fight. Daniel Dubois took a knee on the receiving end of the jab and, and kind of saw the count out. Uh, David Hay, Carl Frampton, two people who you know well, um, were kind of very matter-of-factly about how they feel the fight ended. What did you make of Daniel Dubois' end to the fight? Well, well Dubois quit, but I've quit before. You know, and uh, so I understand. I see lots of people saying, "Oh, Dubois quit. He's going nowhere. He'll never go anywhere now. He's chucked it in." When you're getting, when his eye was closed, like when I was, when I, the best example I can use is myself because I was there. I know how I felt. 
when I was boxing Price, and I knew some, I stood around two or three on the get on top of the head, and I saw the concussions on my spine. I didn't know that at the time, but I knew something was badly wrong. You know, and I stuck in there for 10 rounds, same as I was stuck in there. Then when I got the eye lambs, I was struggling to see. You, you know, you, there comes a point in a fight where no matter how tough you think you are, and Daniel is super tough, there comes a point where, you know, it's human nature. You know, for every one Archero Gatti, there's around 7 billion other people in the world that will that know when to stop, you know. And and Daniel falls into that category. He's human, you know. He uh, He's a baby. He's 23 years old, you know. Um, he did quit, but he, he but, but he had the fight to be out of him, you know. And I got a lot of stick for saying that Joshua quit in the, in the Ruiz fight, and he did. But that's not that's not a dig at anybody. I've been there. I know what it's like. I quit myself against Price. I've also been with Bracamonte and Yoka and never and, and never put it in. When I, I'm a firm believer now through experience, it's human beings have limits, and you don't go past them. You know you can't go past them. Some have got uh, some have got limits that surpass others, but Everyone's got a limit, and, and Joe took Daniel to his last night. There's no shame in what he did, but it's, it's a big mental barrier now moving forward. You mentioned that big mental barrier going forward, which I think is probably the, the biggest obstacle, not yeah. the fact that he, he had the eye injury, but the psychological damage of, of ending the fight in that way at that time in, in Daniel's career. It's going to be difficult for him to come back from, certainly in the immediate future. Well, it's something that I've never got over um, after the prize fight. I boxed once after the prize fight, and I was, I was going to box again. But uh, my confidence was shot, to be honest. And that was the reason I said to him, I'm packing up. I said, my confidence is gone, mate. All gone. And um, he's only 23, he's only a baby. And, he, and, I, and I think he's got all the tools to be a world heavyweight champion. But this, uh, this, this is going to be huge to get over, you know. Taking the knee in the middle of the ring like that, bowing down and, and, and essentially jacking it. Like I just said, with with reason, with good reason, you know, as a as a human being, I say, you know, with good reason, good on you, mate. Yeah, you knew your limits. But as a boxer and as, as talking just purely boxing, it, it's it's definitely hard to come back from. And um, I hope it's all right this morning because I know I know I'll be feeling, I'll be thinking, I can't believe it. He'll he'll be in total shock that he did what he did. When I pulled out the corner of the price, I watched it back. And it broke my heart to be honest, because when you're a fighter and that, it breaks your heart. And I was, I, um, I was crying in the ambulance. I thought I'd been knocked out. I was crying at the thing with Darren because I pulled out in the corner. So I just felt like it's, it looks like you have a great family around him, right? They are because I know for this morning for a 23 year old, it's going to be a lot to take in. Not only his first defeat, but in the manner it's happened. What next for Joe Joyce? I mean, he, he was a massive underdog, really, or a sizable underdog going into this fight. And he won, and not only won, but won in impressive fashion. Got to be a big fight next for Big Jugger. I thought he improved last night. Uh, he, looked, he looked great. He looked really good. His jab was fantastic. He didn't look as, uh, as stiff as, as he has before. He looked more mobile. Um, he was super patient. You know, he wasn't throwing that right hand until at least six, seven rounds. And he... Uh, he did. He did a job. He did a good job. He looked. He looked. He looked. Uh, he looked what he is—a very experienced, good, good, very, very good man. And uh, what's next? I don't like the Usyk fight for him. I don't like the Usyk fight for him. Um, but I think whatever comes up for Joe—if it's a Usyk or Joshua Fury, whatever comes up at 34 years of age—you got to take it. And I wouldn't write him up against anybody in the world because he's so tough and, and uh, durable and strong, and he can punch. 
But the likes of Usyk, um, stylistically, you know, and Fiori, I've seen Joe Spar Joshua for years and years. Them three fighters, I wouldn't give him, I, w- I wouldn't tip him to win. But uh, anyone else in the world, you know, you'd, you'd give him a massive chance against. I love to see him box Derek Chisora. I know, I don't think that's going to be a possibility, but that's the fight for me. I think that'd be a tremendous fight. What about Daniel Dubois? Obviously, there's talk about a rematch. Uh, Frank Warren mentioned it last night. Do you think that's advisable? If not, what do you think Daniel should do next? He's 23 years of age, you know. Look back, what, uh, uh, like Joe Joyce did not even box amateur at 23 years old. Anthony Joshua, I think, was um, still boxing amateur. I think he was uh, 2008, 12. He, he probably just won his first ABA title, you know. At 23, I was 6-0-1, 22 stone. <laughs> you know, just sat at home. So, if you look at all the heavyweights in the top 10 in Britain right now and all the champions from years gone by, you know, Mike Tyson aside, no, 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 one's, no, no one at that kind of age. He's an heavyweight. I think he's three or four years from his physical peak. You know, there's so much to work on with him as a boxer. You know, he's got a great job. He's fit, but, but everything else is, is, isn't, isn't where it needs to be. He's going to go where he wants to go. You know, which, which is a world heavyweight champion. He's got so much to work on. Uh, I'm not a big believer in changing trainers every two minutes, but uh, maybe he need, maybe he needs something different. Um, I don't know, but I really enjoyed watching him in, in the build to this fight because he looked like he'd really come out of himself. You know, his personality was showing through, and uh, I was becoming a bit of a fan. Well, I am still a fan. I don't care if he gets beat or not, but I'm not. I'm not sure. Um, he he has to. Uh, you know, matchmaking so hard. It's like Anthony Arnold, but it's Kovalev. You know, you can't go from where he was fighting to Kovalev and expect to win, you know. You can't expect to go from Fujimoto and um, fighters like that and then, and then think you're going to beat Joe Joyce. It doesn't work like that, you know. I, in the end, I was thinking Dubois would win. You know, you buy into it. He, he looks great. He passes the eye test, but boxing, um, you, you've, got to, you've got to be matched really well. And, and I think... The next 12, 18 months of his career is going to be so important now matching him correctly because you've got to bring him back. You know, you can't you can't push him too fast. But at the same time, if you ever want to get him good enough to beat a Joe Joyce and beyond, you know, you've got to have the right fights to bridge that gap. You know, you've got to bridge the gap from Fujimoto to Joyce. You know, you can't just go straight from that kind of opponents. And uh, I can't even remember who he boxed last time. Uh, Joe boxed Wallace and Dubois boxed um, the, the Belgian Cruiserweight. Yeah, you can't go from the... Uh, a cruiserweight to Joe Joyce, you know, because you're passing the eye test, because you're doing well in sparring, you know, you can't do it. So, um, like, like and, and Sam Jones, you know, Sam Jones gets a lot of stick, but, you know, he put him in with the Bryant Jennings, you know, he watched Lenroy Thomas in his third fight, you know, well, Lenroy Thomas not a world bit, but for your third fight, Ian Lewis on your debut is unbelievable, you know, David A did a great job from at the start, Sam Jones did a great job, they've matched him fantastically well and I watched the build up and Sam Jones was saying you've not had the fight you've not had the fight you've not had the middle fight you know you've not had the Bryant Jones and he, he was spot on Okay Dave before I let you go um, the other fight that was on last night I know you stayed up to watch it I uh, tapped out I think slightly before the fight Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones battle to a draw in their exhibition what did you make of the spectacle? Well I watched the whole show to be honest and there was a few good fights on the people I've, 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 to be honest, I've never heard of them. You know, they're Americans, I think, and there was good, some good fights on. The YouTuber thing was the fast. You know, Badu Jack. The la- the top three fights on the most Badu Jack beating up a, you know, a, a, a circuit fighter. I think they call him in America. You know, uh, a Chris Lovejoy. 
he was bad in Jack against the super light heavyweight because love drugs to be honest unbeaten record dog shit and that's not being disrespectful it is what it is he was pretty poor it was hard as nails there it was really hard it was it was horrific watching to be honest then you've got Jake Paul who's, who looks like he's, he'd, he'd be an, uh, an half decent amateur around, around, the, around the club shows you know what I mean knocking out some fellow that's never been punched before because every time he got eight jumps on the floor that was a farce and the main event as great as it was to see Mike Tyson looking really well and one thing I was thinking was you know Roy Jones is a legend one of the greatest fighters pound for pound of all time he was an afterthought. No one really cared about Roy Jones at all in this whole thing. Mike Tyson must be, and I knew this from first-hand experience when I said I beat him, was one of the most loved athletes, most loved personalities of all time, you know. But as a, as a for boxing, I, I didn't enjoy it. As a spectacle, I didn't enjoy watching Snoop Dogg at quarter past five. I thought, Snoop, come on. He's like, I'm, I'm tired. Get, come on. Get off, get off me telly. But, uh, you know, I watched, I watched five rounds and I thought, you know what? I'd rather go on YouTube, watch Tyson, uh, Tyson Burbick and and Jones Tony. You know because this is a uh, this is this is not great. Well, bear that in mind when people offer you the chance to come out of retirement. <laughs> you know what? No, no, you know I got excited last week. I text anything today. Give me that move for that bungalow. I'll fight Babich in two weeks. But uh, Rob. I texted him the next day I said, love me. I said, I'm really sorry. I got carried away. I wanted to find him. I wanted to bungalow. Come on. What's going off? Get me a job. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dave Allen. Always a pleasure. Thanks very much for speaking to Boxing Social. I'll leave you to it. I'll be in touch. Um, as always, real pleasure. I'll speak to you soon. Thank you, Rob. Cheers, mate. Cheers, Dave. <laughs>
put Daniel on his heels um, and sort of, he sort of dominated the first round behind the jab. Daniel obviously went back to the corner and, and Martin must have said to him, you know, you clearly aren't going to win this fight at that distance. So uh, I heard him say, you need to make yourself short, become the short guy and, and sort of try to close the gap and, and bring his, his power into play. And he did that in the second round and it was like, oof, you know, the fight took a quick turn. Then it was back and forth for a few rounds. But I think the consistency of Joe's what sort of what won it for him. And uh, I said before that Daniel's like a well-coordinated heavyweight where his hands and feet work together. You know, he's well-coordinated. Whereas Joe's a bit uncoordinated, but makes it work for him. And I think because of that, he, he's very hard to read. Um it looked like he, his jab didn't have any tell, although it doesn't look amazingly fast. Often you see people who are fast and they sort of cock it and there's a bit of tell when they're throwing their shot. But with Joe, it looks like there is no tell and that's why he's, he's so accurate and so consistent with that jab and it proved to be the, uh, the deciding factor in the end. Obviously, we know one of Joe's strengths is what you're talking about there, but did you think that that would be so key in his victory last night and so kind of prominent that jab basically won him the fight? Uh, not from Joe Joyce's part, but I thought that Daniel would have, his jab defence would be a bit better. Um, he was trying to be too reactive, almost stood still waiting for the jab to then slip it. The best defensive fighters, they're proactive, so they're, they're they're doing things to then make the thing happen to then get out of the way of the shot. They don't just stand there waiting and go, here comes a punch, slip. Here comes another punch, slip. Maybe once you've got in sync with somebody and, 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 and know what's coming and their punch rhythm and their punch timing and um, their punch selection. But early doors, you know, you often have to do things to make things happen. So you might bait a jab or you're already moving your head halfway there when the shot comes slip or when he was jabbing with him, not jabbing with his head up, right? And Martin was asking him to do that. Martin was right, but, but taking his head off and, and splitting the jab, same time jabbing. Um, so, but I just think he was a bit took away by that, the style with Joe, and that where, where there's no tell in the shot and it's very uncoordinated, you know. To get in sync with Joe looks to be something that would be very difficult because, like I say, he's uncoordinated and he's out of rhythm to the conventional. In a post-fight interview, Joe did with Umar last night, quote Joe Joyce, um, broke, he broke his heart, I broke his heart and made him quit. Mm. What do you think of that? Yeah, I mean, it's something that I'll always say, look, as a coach, I'm happy to sit here and say, this person should be doing this, this person should be doing that. You know, technique needs to be this, tactically that. But I'm never going to sit here and question a fighter's heart because I just think it's it's not something that... If you've gone on one world title and done that and then I think you have a uh, you have a right and it's your opinion but I would never do that I would never say that so um, I'm not going to say that 
Um, you know, as a young man, I'm sure he'd be able to come again. Yeah, I think it's it's easy for someone to sit on the couch. Not talking about you, but in general. No, it's right. And say a fight, a quit, or, or whatever. That's. I do think you, you, in some terms, have to be qualified to give an opinion about that. And I think it's easy for people, like I said, watching that fight last night, send around and go that. But listen, Daniel Dubois is the only one that really knows kind of what that situation is. And I think it's, say, disrespectful, but like I said, for people to sit there and go, oh, he quit, he quit. Do you know what I mean? I don't, I don't think that's particularly... Yeah, fight, fight, a fight of themselves just that's done the 12 rounds and been in a real grueling physical fight, you know, he will have the right to say whatever he wants on that opinion. But as a coach, it's not really something um, that you should be having an opinion on. Um, so, yeah, you know, it's uh, a tough growing fight. There was sticky patches before that that Daniel come through and showed some grit and determination. Um, so it'd be interesting to see ref- Daniel's reflection, you know, uh, a month down the line and see how he feels about it. And before the fight, when you look at kind of where they are in their careers as well and the age difference in between, which is obviously quite a thing. And when you look at it, like where Joe, a defeat for Joe would have been more difficult for Joe at his age, 34 or 35, to kind of move on from that. But Daniel Dubois is 21 or 22. So he's still effectively got his whole career ahead of him. Yeah, he has. He has. I mean, I think something like a, a ten-round Christian Hammer, um, a Marius Wack, something like that's a good fight for Daniel, um, which is gonna, you know, you'd expect to take him the distance. Um, ask a couple of questions along the way, a few more than Kevin Johnson did. Um, and see him learn from that. So, but look, it was one of them fights where it was a. I kept saying it. I think most people thought it where you can call the winner, but nobody knew yeah. exactly what was going to happen because it, it was a proper 50 50. And there was moments in there that it looked like, do you know what, Daniel could, could come on top here. But Joe weathered the stone, come back, stuck to his guns and stuck to his game plan and, and, and got a good win. So, you know. There has to be a winner and loser, and uh, as long as Daniel goes back to the drawing board and they and they keep working on things and and improving and developing, I'm sure he'll come back and uh, have another shot at, at moving on to world level. With Joe Joyce, there was always an urgency from when Joe turned pro. I think um, if he had his pro debut against Ian Lewis, didn't he? Ian Lewis, yeah. Yeah, and there's always been that kind of little bit of urgency just because of Joe's age to move him up as quick as they can. Um, but when you look through his resume now, his resume looks quite healthy. But where does he go from here? Like, what what is that fight now that kind of... Is he ready for, like... I mean, there was talk, obviously, there's going to be talk of the situation with Alexander Usyk, but is he, is he ready for that level now? Uh, I, I, I think he's at the point where you've got to put him in and see, you know? There's no point going, oh, a year down the line. Let's just see. He's had a good win. 
Um, he's had a couple of good wins back to back. So I think he's at the point where, you know, we need to find out. It's time to see. Indeed. But fair play, listen, fair play to both of them. I think when you see two fighters like that take a big, big gamble and a big risk in their careers to face each other, um, people certainly comparing it to when not age-wise because it was different but the gal fought Groves all them years ago and it was like fair play to both of them They're, they still both went on and become world champions and, and carried on although age-wise it's different especially for Joe but fair play to both of them for taking that fight last night but that 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 really could still happen both men could go on to win a world title so um yeah, definitely. Good, good. Um, you're right there, Coop. Okay. Well, Ben Davidson, thank you very much for talking to IFL TV this Sunday morning and uh, hope you have a wonderful day and a safe flight to Dubai. Thanks, mate. Take it easy. Be safe. <laughs> cool. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt.